RTHK News. It's one o'clock, I'm Aaron Tam. The headlines. Eastern District Councillor Peter Choi has been disqualified after failing to show up for an oath-taking ceremony. Two people have been arrested for suspected arson after a fire in Shekhep May Flat caused one death and 11 injuries. And some senior form students at one school have been allowed to attend full-day classes from next week. Secretary for Home Affairs Kaspar Tsui says Eastern District Councillor Peter Choi has been disqualified after failing to show up to pledge allegiance to the SAR. Samantha Butler reports. 25 district councillors from Hong Kong Island districts were required to take their oaths at North Point Community Hall. But speaking after the closed-door ceremony, Mr Choi said only 24 councillors attended. He said Peter Choi, who didn't turn up, was regarded as having failed to comply with the oath-taking requirement and wouldn't be given a second chance to take his oath. The official said the authorities would decide whether the other councillors' oaths were valid and announce their decision later. Mr Choi had earlier announced on social media that he couldn't pledge allegiance to a government that didn't focus on the people. The vice chairman of the vice chairman of Southern District Council, Paul Zimmerman, made his pledge this morning. He says he's not worried that he would be disqualified, but thinks the oath-taking ceremony wasn't necessary. No, I'm not worried. I've always done exactly what I said today. I uphold the basic law conscientiously, dutifully, and honestly. I've always done so, and will always do so. So I don't see a problem with this oath-taking. Um, I thought it was superfluous because we've already done it. When we stood for the election, we already made declarations. So, but we do it today again and reconfirm our position. Three leaders of the Hong Kong Alliance in support of the patriotic democratic movements of China, Li Chuck Yan, Albert Ho and Chao Hang Tung, have appeared in court after they and their group were charged with inciting subversion of state power. At a hearing, the West Kowloon Court accepted the prosecution's request to adjourn the case to October 28th to allow more time for the police to conduct their investigation. The court rejected Ms. Chao's application for bail, while Mr. Li and Mr. Ho, Ho did not apply for bail. Police have arrested a man and a woman on suspicion of arson after an early morning fire that left one man dead and 12 people injured. Firefighters said they had heard reports of a dispute taking place before the blaze broke out at around 2.30 in the morning in a 12th floor flat at Pactin Estate in Shekip May. The man who died suffered multiple fractures after jumping from the building. Another woman was unconscious by the time she was rescued. About 600 people were evacuated due to the fire which was about put out in around 30 minutes. A man who says he lives a couple of floors below the flat described the chaos during the evacuation. People were very frightened, screaming, saying there is a fire. It was so raucous. Neighbors living on that floor told me the whole corridor was dark. They couldn't see anything and had to hold on to the wall to escape. Luckily, they're fine. The authorities have allowed some senior form students at one school to resume full-day classes starting next week. Education Secretary Kevin Young says it's because more than 70% of the students have received the COVID-19 jab. Wendy Wong reports. Since the pandemic started, local schools have been running half-day classes so that students wouldn't have to eat lunch together on campus to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. In a bid to boost the vaccine take-up, the government has said schools can resume four-day sessions if more than 70% of students have been inoculated. 
Writing on his Facebook page, Mr Young says the Bureau has so far received applications from five schools for the resumption of four-day lessons, one of which has been approved. A government proposal to ban the sales, import and manufacturing of e-cigarettes and heated tobacco products in Hong Kong is headed for a second reading at LegCo. The amendment bill was introduced in February 2019, but its vetting was stuck in a deadlock as some lawmakers said these products should only be regulated. The government has now decided to stand firm after the DAB threw its support behind the proposal. The Liberal Party's Peter Xu says he will still fight to amend the government's proposal in later debates. I'll agree to ban those e-cigarettes, but I will try to regulate those heated tobacco products for Hong Kong. We may try to exempt those R&D research for those new heated products, and also for manufacturing those new products, a lot for Hong Kong market, but for export to other countries. I think government will not agree for those amendments, but I will try to convince other national members to support those bills. Health Secretary Sophia Chan says she hopes the bill can be passed by the end of this LegCo term. Overseas, President Biden has announced sweeping measures to make Americans get vaccinated against coronavirus as the pandemic surges in many states. Vaccinations will be mandatory for federal government workers. Large companies will have to ensure their staff are vaccinated or tested weekly. Mr. Biden expressed frustration with tens of millions of Americans who have still not had their shots, saying they were overwhelming hospitals. What more is there to wait for? What more do you need to see? We've made vaccinations free, safe, and convenient. The vaccine is FDA approval. Over 200 million Americans have gotten at least one shot. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin, and your refusal has cost all of us. The U.S. Justice Department has filed a civil suit against the state of Texas in an attempt to block a law that bans almost all abortions. The Attorney General Merrick Garland said all Americans should fear the consequences of letting it stand. After a careful assessment of the facts and the law, the Justice Department has filed a lawsuit against the state of Texas. SB 8 bans nearly all abortions in the state after six weeks of pregnancy. Before many women even know they are pregnant, and months before a pregnancy is viable. And it further prohibits any effort to aid the doctors who provide pre-viability abortions or the women who seek them. The act is clearly unconstitutional under long-standing Supreme Court precedent. Mexico's Supreme Court has ruled that a state law defining life as beginning at conception and equating abortion to murder is unconstitutional. The decision relates to the northern state of Sinaloa, but will now have implications for other states with similar laws. Here's the BBC's Will Grant. Following a landmark decision earlier this week to, in effect, decriminalise abortion, the Supreme Court has now ruled that state-level laws to protect life from the moment of conception are unconstitutional. In the wake of the decriminalisation of abortion in Mexico City several years ago, a number of states rapidly passed legislation in an attempt to enshrine anti-abortion measures into law. However, after the Supreme Court was asked to rule on such legislation in Sinaloa State, the justices have ordered that all judges should now apply the Supreme Court's criteria that protects the rights of women and pregnant people to decide.
A United Nation envoy has urged the international community to continue provi- to provide humanitarian aid for Afghanistan despite concerns about the new Taliban government. Deborah Lyons, the UN Secretary General's special representative, addressed the Security Council. Billions of assets and donor funds have been frozen by members of the international community. The understandable purpose is to deny these funds to the de facto Taliban administration. The inevitable effect, however, will be a severe economic downturn that could throw many more millions into poverty and hunger and indeed set Afghanistan back for generations. The sole surviving suspected gunman from the November 2015 terrorist attacks in Paris has appeared in court at the start of a landmark trial in the French capital. Salah Abdul Salam and 13 others were present accused of involvement in the coordinated jihadist attacks that killed 130 people and injured hundreds of others. Ben escaped from the attack at the Bataclan concert hall with his brother. He said the trial was an important step forward for survivors. All the victims will tell you that it's in the head, so it's stress post-traumatic. The trial is is really a kind of milestone in this recovery path and make sure that we, we are just normal people with a very bad experience at the time and not with a victim label only. A study into transporting rhinos in Namibia has been awarded one of this year's Ig Nobel Prizes, which rewards scientific research that makes people laugh and think. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Amos. The motto for the Ig Nobels is that first they make you laugh and then they make you think. What could seem more daft than hanging 12 rhinos upside down for 10 minutes? But Robin Radcliffe and colleagues did exactly this in Namibia because they wanted to know if it was safe to move the animals slung by their ankles beneath a helicopter, something that has become necessary as the rhino's habitat has got more and more fragmented. It turns out it's actually easier on the tranquilized animal's heart and lung function than lying them on their side or on their chests in the back of a truck. Currencies. The U.S. dollar is trading at 109.80 yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 18 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 76 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,162, 439 points up from the previous close. Turnover stands at $89 billion. To sports, it's women's semi-finals day at the U.S. Open Tennis in New York with two unseeded teenagers in action and a new Grand Slam winner guaranteed. The 19-year-old Canadian Leila Fernandez has shocked another high-ranking player, this time the second seed Arnya Sabalenka of Belarus. Fernandez, who had earlier beaten defending champion Naomi Osaka, will play Britain's 18-year-old Emma Raducanu, who defeated Maria Sakari of Greece 6-1-6-4. The former Arsenal manager Arsene Wenger has explained more about what it means to play a football World Cup every two years. Wenger has been holding a session in Doha this week with players and coaches from around the world to discuss the future of international men's football. Wenger says it's now up to the individual federations and FIFA to decide if they want to adopt the new proposals, which he fully supports. I believe if I was inside the club, I would sign with two hands for that program 
but will give me time to have the players at disposal, get their focus on what is important for for the club. And uh, overall, I would say the better separation between club and uh, national team football would improve the quality of a concentration on both sides. I tell you, if we do not play, if we create room and we do not play big competitions, you will play small competitions. Don't think that you will not play, you know. And the target of the players and of football to improve all over the world is to play top-level competitions. After that, I'm not hesitant at all. I'm 100% convinced that what I propose is the right solution for the modern way to organize football. Japan's Football Association has pulled out of hosting the FIFA Club World Cup later this year because of the pandemic. The tournament involving seven top clubs from various federations was due to be held in December. FIFA says it'll announce an alternative host. Most parts of Japan are under strict coronavirus measures. The country's government faced strong criticism for going ahead with the recent Tokyo Olympics, which ended up taking place behind closed doors. In baseball, the L.A. Dodgers are losing ground to the league, leading San Francisco Giants in the race for the National League West. The World Series champions fell two and a half games behind the Giants following a 2-1 to defeat to the St. Louis Cardinals. Tyler O'Neill hit the go-ahead home run for St. Louis, who moved within three games of the San Diego Padres for the second National League wild card. The Oakland's A's beat the Chicago White Sox 3-1 to but remained well behind the Houston Astros who topped the AL West by half and a uh, by five and a half games. Our U.S. sports commentator Ray Jovanovic says it will be hard for the likes of Oakland and Seattle to make the playoffs. Here's the thing. I don't think either of the Mariners or the A's have a chance at a wild card spot. The reason being that in the final games of the season, in fact, for the Astros, their last 13 games of the season involve both the A's and the Mariners. The same for the A's and the Mariners. They're going to be playing against each other over that last stretch of the season. And I don't think uh, they can get past either Boston or the uh, Yankees for those wild card spots. In basketball, DeAndre Jordan has become the latest veteran star to sign with the Los Angeles Lakers. Jordan spent 10 of his 13 NBA seasons with the Clippers, who share the same building. He's joined a Lakers team that already have centers Marc Gasol and Dwight Howard under contract, along with starman Anthony Davis. The addition of Jordan means the Lakers have 10 players aged 32 or older. To the weather forecast, sunny periods and a few showers, very hot during the day. Isolated squally thunderstorms later with moderate to fresh east to northeasterly winds. There will be swells. Outlook, very hot over the weekend with thunderstorms triggered by high temperatures. The weather will be unsettled early next week. Currently, it's 33 degrees with humidity at 66%. The news from RTHK. The government will introduce enhancements to the electoral arrangements for the coming elections. There will be special cues for electors who are aged 70 or above, pregnant or in need. Electronic poll registers will be used to enhance efficiency in issuing ballot papers. There will also be measures to enhance inspection of the register of electors 
and prevent acts of manipulating or undermining elections. Improve electoral system. Ensure patriots administering Hong Kong. No matter how fit we are, it is important to get vaccinated to prevent COVID-19. All along, we have received different vaccines to prevent infections. Vaccines will help create antibodies and memory in our immune system. When we come into contact with viruses in future, our immune system will quickly resist them. It is the simplest and most effective method to protect ourselves and others. Let's get vaccinated. Tune in to RTHK's flagship English news program for the news that shapes our world. Our new look news wrap brings you 30 minutes of the day's top local and international news, business and sports stories. Join the Newswrap team from 6 to 6.30 p.m., Monday to Friday, on Radio 3. This is James Ross, and this week on The Greatest Hits of Music, Coldplay, uh, David Bowie, Lawson, Madonna, we'll have Carol King, Roy Orbison, Genesis, The Chiffons, and The Flying Lizards. The best things in life are free. Can give them to the birds and bees. I want money. Plus, you too, Shalabar, and our mystery TV theme tune. Very moving, very choral. But what is it? We'll reveal all this Saturday evening from 10 past 6 right here on Radio 3. Sunday session with the homie Simon Wilson. RTHK bang loud through the building. Radio 3 on the dial, no question. Frequency 567 is the weapon. Hey, DJ HK Airplay. 1 to 4 p.m. every Sunday. Hong Kong's finest. DJ Simon brought to you live from RTHK.HK. Frequency 567 a.m. Radio 3. DJ Simon. Top of Hong Kong Sundays where you find him. Yeah. Simon Wilson. Do it, do it. Sunday afternoons from 1. RTHK Radio 3. Hello. Good afternoon, folks. You're tuned to RTHK. I'm Billy Clark sitting in for Nori Mir. On this happy Friday, TGIF, as people say, you've just about reached the weekend, and it is Friday, 10th of September. It's exactly 1.19pm, and I've got loads of great music up ahead for you. Going to be playing you a bit of Duke Ellington. The Police, a bit of Santana as well, Billie Eilish, a new one from her, and loads more great stuff on the way, including this one in the background. This is The Sound Dimension with Rock Fort Rock. What's special about this day, September 10th? Well, over in China, it's a Teacher's Day, a special day for the appreciation of teachers which includes celebrations to honor them for their special contributions to society. 
It's held on different auspicious dates around different countries in the world, but in China it's on September 10th. People believe this is because of the, the word teacher, which is jiao shi, and the two digits 